Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for August 23rd, 2022. And so yesterday I shared a message about the grace of God, but then I also shared a message about going back to school. <laughs> and so, you know, just as we praying over children, I, I provided a declaration of faith for children to declare over the school year. I provided a declaration of faith for parents to declare over the school year. And then we prayed a prayer over children, our children and children everywhere, that they would excel, that they would become who it is that the Father has called them to be for such a time as this. We came up against violence and school shootings and all of those things. So if you, I got a lot of feedback from yesterday's message. I posted all those prayers and confessions online. You can look at my social media, my Instagram, Facebook, you'll see it there. You can download those things, use them. People ask me, can I share this? Of course I want you to share. There's no private interpretation in the kingdom of God, right? I mean, I, you can't copyright God's wisdom. I'm just releasing it. You receive it and you share it and let's walk in it in the name of Jesus. So I'm teaching a series entitled God's Grace and Our Faith. And so everything God does for us, he does by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. It is the free favor of God, the unmerited favor of God. And then everything that we do in response to God's grace, we are called and commanded to walk and live by faith. And so when you understand that you're providing faith where God has already provided grace, then you know what I call it living the grace life. Put that in the chat. Say say this by faith. Say, I live the grace life. Put that in the chat. I live the grace life. Say that out loud. I live the grace life. I'm teaching you about the grace of God. I want you to live grace-minded. I want you to live with this mentality, this mindset, this paradigm that nothing is impossible to God and God lives in me. Therefore, nothing is impossible to me. I can do all things. I am born from above. The power of the Holy Spirit is on me. The Holy Spirit leads me on a daily basis. I walk with God and God walks with me. There's nothing God can't do, so there's nothing I can't do. I'm living the grace life. I have this empowering presence. God is on me and in me and with me and for me. And so no matter what you face, you know that you're not facing it alone. No matter what you face, you know that you are covered by the blood, anointed by the spirit and called according to God's work and his plan and his purpose. It is the grace life. And I believe is how we're called to live. So today, this is God's grace in our faith, part 68. Uh, it's already done, part six. And I'm talking about today, cooperating with God's provision. I'm going to teach you that if you cooperate with God, he is free to operate through you and the results will be supernatural. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into it. So um, our foundational scriptures for this series are John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. I'm going to read those for you again this morning, and we're actually going to deal with John 1 and 17 quite a bit today. The Bible says in John 1 and 14, the word Jesus became flesh and he dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the Father who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. In John 1 and 17, the Bible says, 
the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. So the law, old covenant, was given by Moses on tablets of stone, but grace and truth came not on tablets. Grace and truth was not given. Grace and truth came in the form of a person, and that person is Jesus. And he came to usher us into this dispensation of grace. So what does this mean for you today? I have five things to share with you in this morning. Let's get into these five things. This is where I need you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. Five things. Number one, here we go. Jesus ushered us into a new dispensation. For those of you that are not familiar with the, with the word dispensation, it just means a period of time, a season. So we are in this, this dispensation uh, that Jesus ushered us into, and we must learn how to operate in that dispensation or uh, under this new covenant. So let's say, for example, if, if there was a, a, a new standard or a new system set in place, let's just say in your business or at work, you established a new framework, but you're, you're trying to operate in the new framework with the old mindset, then obviously you may have some challenges, you may have some issues, and you will never maximize what you do not understand. And so you have to understand the framework so you can operate therein. You got to understand the parameters and the paradigm that's been established so you can operate therein. So there's this old covenant in the Bible, and we should understand it, but we, we should also understand that we're no longer under it. And so since we're under this new covenant that was ushered into by Jesus, and it's a new covenant based on the grace of God, we have to get a functional understanding of it, which is why I take so much time teaching it. I'm not just going to preach something to make you happy, high five your neighbor. No, I, I want to teach you. That I want this to be lasting and enduring change in your life. So I have to teach you so you can have a functional understanding of it. So John 1 and 17, let me read it again. The law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's think about some of the things that Jesus did for us when he brought us into the new covenant. Let's just talk about it. And then I want you to, to open up your heart to it. First of all, he transitioned us from the dispensation of the law. So under we're no longer under the framework or the time period or the season of the law. The law was given for a season. I did a lot of teaching on this. As a matter of fact, the apostle Paul calls it the law a guardian or, or a tutor or a babysitter. And, and, and that was only given until, until Jesus came. And so when Jesus came, now we have the Holy Spirit. We no longer need that, that guardian or tutor or babysitter. Jesus delivered us from the curse of the law. Galatians 3 and 13, under the law, under the old covenant, it was rules-based. It was religious. It was very religious because it was rules-based. And under the rules, every time you broke a rule, then you had to pay. There was a penalty for breaking the rule. And so there were blessings and there were cursings. And so under the old covenant, it was like, if you do this and this and this, then I will do this. If you do this and this and this and this and do all these things right, then I will do this and this and this for you, right? That was old covenant. So that was performance-based religion, and it was a religious mindset. And so under that religious mindset, every time you did something wrong, there was a curse. But watch this. Put this in the chat. God delivered me from the curse. Or you could put Jesus delivered me from the curse of the law. So in Galatians 3 and 13, the Bible says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having been become a curse for us. He became a curse for us. So the, the penalty of the law 
the penalty or the punishment of your, your lack of performance, that penalty was placed on Jesus. And so now, so the penalty, what I deserved by way of punishment was placed on Jesus and there was a curse that was placed on Jesus for me. So Jesus delivered me from the curse of the law. So I'm no longer under the curse of the law. I'm no longer under performance-based religion. Jesus took us from a system that was focused on man and what man could do from, for God or the lack of what man could do for God. And Jesus took us to another system. And under this system is not performance-based. It's not about what I do for God under this new system. Oh my God, this is good news. It's about what God has already done for us. And so under this new system, put this in the chat, it's already done. Under this new system, now I am learning, I'm discerning what is already done. So no longer under the old covenant, it's like, oh, what can I do for God? What can I do with my life? What can I do with this? What can I do? It was all performance-based. No, no, no. Under this new covenant, is that Jesus delivered us from performance-based religion. Under this new covenant, I'm now spending time with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is showing to me, he's revealing to me what's already done, what's already been provided. And so now I'm not performing or I'm not striving to get God to bless me. I'm not performing or I'm not striving for to get God to, to be happy with me. I'm already God's favorite. I'm already the one God loves, right? I am the one you, there's this song by Maverick City, I'm the one you love. You've already, you listen, you already love me. I'm already the apple of your eye. I'm already God's favorite. Glory to God. So under this new covenant, that oh, I look and now God is showing me what he's already done, what he's already provided, what he's already called me to do, all the plans that he already made for me from the foundations of the world. And so now my life is about pursuing that. My life is not about striving and trying to make something happen or make a life happen for myself. And let me go pull myself up by my own bootstraps. No, 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 no. I'm not a self-made man. No, under this new covenant, I'm a God. God made, man. Oh, glory to God. And so now God has called me for, I feel like preaching this morning. Now I get a revelation of what God has already given me and what's already done. And, and I'm already uh, uh, God's favorite. I'm already God, the one God loves. And so, so yeah, yeah. I don't have to do anything else to be the one that God loves. I'm the one that God loves. And so, so God loves me and God loves me and I know it. And so I'm God's child and I'm God's favorite and I'm called by God and he gives me, oh my God. And so now under this new Covenant is a whole different system. And so Jesus restored us. Not only that, but Jesus restored the Holy Spirit to mankind. So under the old covenant, they didn't have the Holy Ghost. And so under the old covenant in Genesis chapter one, Genesis chapter two, before the fall, G uh, Adam and Eve, they walked with God and God walked with them. And so they walked with God in the, in the cool of the day. And so, you know, they, it was awesome. They were so God conscious, the man and his wife, Genesis 2 and 25, that they were naked and they were not afraid. And so, so yeah, they were walking, they had kingdom, dominion, power, and authority. They were exercised, they were extending heaven to the earth. And then, but then they sinned and the Holy Ghost was removed. And when the Holy Spirit was removed, now because of Adam, sin and death were introduced into the world. And because of Adam, all of us were born without the Holy Spirit. And because of Adam, all of us were born with this yearning for the Holy Ghost. And so now there's people that try to fill that hole with sex, drugs, alcohol, money, women, positions, power, titles, and they can't fill the hole. They can only fill the hole with the Holy Ghost because he's the one that made the hole when he left. And so now because of Jesus, Jesus restored the Holy 
Spirit to mankind. Under the old covenant, the Holy Spirit lived inside the tent in the most holy place behind the, the veil. And, and so, so yeah, it was in the, in the Holy of Holies, in the tent and later in the temple. And, and only the high priest once a year could visit what Adam had inside of him, 24 by 7 by 365. But Jesus came to usher us into this new covenant. And in this new system, now we are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And so now I have the Holy Ghost on the inside. I'm not visiting the Holy Ghost. I have the Holy Ghost. Come on now. And so now we get to walk with God. Jesus took the sting out of death. Jesus robbed the grave of his victory. Jesus delivered us from sin. Jesus, listen, Adam got us into sin and death, and Jesus came to get us out of the mess that Adam got us into. And so put this in the chat. Jesus delivered me from both sin and death. And so now I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Now I'm born again. Now sin is no longer my issue. I've been forgiven of all sin. Now death is no longer my issue. I've done all the dying I'm going to do. I'm not afraid of flying because I'm not afraid of dying. And because dying for me is graduation day. I get to get to translate from earth to glory, from time to eternity, from mortal to immortality. Come on, man. And so, so no, no, earth di dying for me is just moving day. And so, so I've done all the dying I'm going to do. Sin is not my issue and, and death is not my issue and God is on me and in me and with me and for me. And so now I'm under this new covenant and I have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to me what God gave me from the foundations of the world. So it's not about my ability to perform or my lack of ability to perform. No, no, no. It's all about what God has already done for me. And so now as I, as I get is the wisdom insight, revelation, knowledge, understanding of God's plans for my life. And God reveals to me what he already planned from the foundations of the world. He's showing me what he's already empowered me to do. And so now I'm going to walk that thing out and I'm going to get it done because I'm not the one that's doing it. Jesus said, if you see me, you've seen the father. It is the father who lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. Once again, the Bible says the law was given by Moses. But no, new covenant, new covenant, new covenant. But grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you take out Jesus, what do you have left? The law. And no, no, we're no longer under the law. Grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. The, all limits are gone. You're not no longer under performance-based religion. I keep teaching this because I have to keep teaching it because I need you to get an understanding of it. You got it? Oh my God, that was just one of five. Ooh, glory. Number two. The grace of God requires your cooperation. The grace of God requires your cooperation. Let me explain. I've told you many times that for God to operate in your life, he needs you to cooperate with him. God is not going to force you to be blessed. God is not going to put a mandate on you. God is not going to pull strings like you're a puppet and he's a puppet master. If you want God to move, flow, operate in your life, you must cooperate with him. If you want God to flow through you, you have to yield and submit to him. You have to be in agreement and in alignment with God's kingdom plans and purposes. So, so let me just say it this way. Taking anything to an extreme often leads to error. So here's a couple of extremes. In one extreme, there are people that say, well, um, I'm going to take, it's all about God. So if they take God's part to an extreme, then they do nothing. They, they, they alleviate themselves of any requirement to walk in there by faith. They sit back and say, well, God is going to do whatever God is going to do. And I'm going to just have to wait for God to do what he's going to do. Right. And that's taking that to an extreme. And then other people take it to another extreme and say, well, uh, uh, I guess I have to go do everything and I'm going to make this thing happen. And I'm going to no, no. So I'm not making everything happen because I'm not a self-made man. So you have to have a balance between God's sovereignty and our responsibility. And I've taught on that many times. And so you got to understand that it is God's grace and 
our requirement to walk and live by faith. Number three, powerful things happen when you cooperate with God so that he can operate in your life. Powerful things happen when you make a human alignment with your divine assignment. So let me explain. Let me slow down a little bit. God has all power. God has all wisdom. God has all authority. There's literally nothing God can't do. God is God. And God has plans for you. Look at me. God made plans for you. You are not a mistake. You were born with the plans of God already set. You were born with your destiny pre-established. It was already done. And so he's already stored up everything that you would ever need to accomplish your divine assignment. It's already done. You can look at Jeremiah 1 and 5, Jeremiah 29 and 11, Psalms 139 verses 15 and 16, Isaiah 49 and 1, Romans 8 and 28, all the way to verse 32. So there's nothing that, that you can't do when you're operating in the grace of God. When you are submitted unto God, Sorry, could you... when you're submitted unto God and God is flowing through you, when his wisdom and insight, revelation, knowledge, all of that is flowing through you. When you're doing what God has called you to do, there's this empowering presence on you. You get to succeed. You get to flow. You get to walk in God's best, but God is not going to force you. God is not going to make you. You have to want it. It has to be an act of your free will. Put this in the chat. Say, Lord, I submit to you. I submit and I surrender. I make a divine uh, um, alignment with your assignment. Father, you know, whatever it is, just, just submit to God. Listen, your life has to be all about him. I don't know about you, but, but for me, my, I only want what God wants. I don't want anything else. Now, I, I don't want any more than God wants for me, but I don't want any less either. I want everything that God planned for me from the foundations of the world to be manifested in my life while I'm in the land of the living. Say amen to that. All right, number four, your decisions and your actions, they do matter. So sometimes people say, well, Rick, if God already planned everything from the foundations of the world, then it doesn't matter what I do, right? It doesn't matter what I do. No, it does matter. Your decisions and your actions do matter. Well, didn't you say that God, yeah, God already made plans. But let me explain. God predestined you according to his foreknowledge of your decisions. So, so let me just explain it to you this way. Um, God doesn't have to wait. What is today? Tuesday. God doesn't have to wait to Thursday to know what you're going to do on Thursday. God doesn't have to wait. He knows your thoughts before you think them. He knows your words before you speak them. He knows your actions before you take them. So God doesn't have to wait till Thursday to figure out what you're going to do on Thursday. And so watch this. According to his foreknowledge of your decisions, he predestined you. He predestined you based on the fact that he already knew what you were going to do and what you were going to decide when you were going to do it. So the Bible says in Romans 8 and 29, for whom God did foreknow, like in advance, he knew in advance foreknowledge. Before knowledge, he knew in advance. He also did predestinate. Oh, pre-before destination. So he, he established your destination beforehand based on his before knowledge of your decisions. Come on. So for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed unto the image of his son, that Jesus might be the firstborn amongst many, many, many brothers and sisters. When Jesus was in the earth, he was the only begotten of the father. He was just by himself. But Jesus said, unless a kernel of corn falls into the ground and dies, it remains yet alone. He was talking about himself. He said, right now, I'm just a kernel of corn. I'm by myself. He was the only begotten of the father. But he says, glory to God, when this kernel of corn dies and goes down into the ground, it's going to reproduce. And now Jesus is no longer the only begotten of the father. He's the firstborn of many, 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 many brothers and sisters. 
And so I am just like Jesus in this world. And, and God predestined, he, he established my destination beforehand. Why? Based on his foreknowledge of my decisions. So my decisions and my actions, they do matter. God planned out your life, but he did it with his foreknowledge of your decisions. So your decisions, and you put this in the chat, my decisions and my actions, they do matter. They do matter. Why? Because when God was mapping out the plan for your life, he took into account what you were going to decide and what you were going to do. And based on your decisions and your actions, he predestined you according to his foreknowledge of all of that. So your decisions and your actions were taken into account when God made the plan. So you need to make decisions and you need to take action and you got to do those things in faith. Say amen to that. You got it? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching better than you're saying amen. All right, number five, and I know you're doing it in the chat. I got you. I got you. All right, number five, last one for today. This is a message you might need to listen to again. Like I'm, I'm talking, but like there's so much, there are levels of revelation to what I'm saying. You might need to listen to this again because there's level. You listen to this again, you're going to hear something else. You listen to it again, you're going to hear something. I'm telling you, there's levels to what I'm saying. There's levels to this, y'all. All right, number five, number five. Let me give you the last one. All right, the manifestation of God's provision requires your faith. I'm talking about God's grace, our faith. And so, so people are always looking for the provision of God to be manifested, right? But the manifestation of God's provision, it requires your faith. I'm teaching you about God's grace and your requirement to walk and live by faith. So whenever I, I preach something like, it's already done, look at your neighbor, <laughs> say it's already done, <laughs> and all of that, whenever I preach it's already done, then some people misunderstand that to me. Well, if it's already done and God already did everything, I don't need to do anything. No, I just taught you about your decisions and your actions. Listen, the fact that it's already provided, the fact that it's already done is not a license to do nothing. The fact that it's already done, look at me, is actually an empowerment to do all things. Listen, grace is not a license for laziness. Grace is not a license to do nothing. Grace is an empowerment to do all things. Say that. Say that out loud. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So the fact that God predestined you doesn't mean that you don't have to pray, that you don't have to believe God, that you don't have to make your de declaration of faith, that you don't have to uh, declare your scriptures, that you don't have to set your faith. No, no, no. It means that you need to do all of those things because God already established your foundation, established things for you from the foundations of the world. So he's looking for you to pray. Jesus even said, the father knows what you need before you ask, but you still need to ask. So don't mistake the message of God's grace to mean that you don't need to pray or believe God or none of those things. No, you need to do it. And even on a greater level, you need to believe God, you, you expand your capacity to believe God, pray the prayer of faith, speak the language with your faith. Declare things. Open your mouth. Nothing happens in the kingdom until you announce it. Let me say that again. Look at me. Nothing happens in the kingdom until you announce it. Come on now. Here we are halfway through 2022. If you're still waiting on some stuff that God told you in January, start announcing it. Start decreeing it. Start declaring it. Start praying back to God the prayers that he's already prayed over your life. Start declaring over your life what God has already decreed over your life. Come on. All right. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith, I want you to lift up your voice and lift up your voice like a trumpet and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about your unearned and empowering grace and my requirement to walk and live by faith. I know your provision for me has already been stored up for the vision that you established for me from the foundations of the world. I know everything I need 
to accomplish what I was born to do has already been provided. Your grace is already there. I now set my faith in agreement. You have already provided. You have already mapped out my life. You already made the plan. <laughs> and you included my decisions and actions in the plan. So I make decisions that line up with your word. I pray the prayer of faith. I fight the fight of faith. And I believe I receive when I pray. I pray the prayers that you've already prayed over me. And I boldly declare what you've already decreed over me. Living this way, I'm doing my part in your provision. There's nothing I can't do because I'm not the one who's doing it. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Man, this was good. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. Don't you want these notes? You get them for free. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I agree with you, Monique. This was a good message. You might need to listen to this again. I love you. Have an amazing day. Walk in the blessing. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.